It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Sixth of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It is a Wednesday, so over the hump we go. So hang on. Stop the music here. You probably heard it headlined in the news. Some of you already know what I'm talking about, and I haven't said it yet. I spend a lot of time in the morning here putting together what I'm going to talk about during the course of the morning. This morning, though, the first story I see when I get here makes me go, okay. You know, if I wanted to... I could just stop right here and pick this one topic for the entire four hours and I'd get nothing but reaction from around the state of Wyoming and around the region. We don't have to go on to any other topic. So I'll, I'll get to that topic next. Now, I have other things to talk about. I'm just not sure if we're going to get to them or not. First off, trigger warning. Warning. Your host for this radio show occasionally utters offensive words like Merry Christmas. Some callers to this show might return the greeting. All opinions are welcome on Wake Up Wyoming, but woke holiday buzzkills will be canceled. In the same way, they are trying to cancel everyone else's good vibes. To our Jewish friends, Happy Hanukkah. And to the atheists out there, may the Big Bang be with you. And if none of that holiday jazz really floats your boat, remember, Festivus is for the rest of us. All right, so it will be triple eight ninety seven Woods as I go through all of this eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Or for those people who are already up this morning, sending me messages, morning chat, Jim as well, and some other people on the Wake Up Wyoming app, just keep sending me text messages. I'll respond to that as the morning goes on. So we go down to Colorado, of course. The Colorado Supreme Court bans President Trump from the ballot in Colorado. Now, part of the problem here for Trump. Is this the Colorado Supreme Court, right? Now, can that be overturned? Uh, yeah, the U.S. Supreme Court can have a say in this because Colorado does have to fall under some federal rules when it comes to this. But it really comes down, well, let me just read it here. In a bombshell decision, Colorado Supreme Court on Tuesday ruled that former President Donald Trump's candidacy in the state's primary next year is prohibited on constitutional grounds. Quote, a majority of the court holds that President Trump is disqualified from holding office of president under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment of the United States Constitution. Because he is disqualified, it would be wrongful under the election code for the Colorado Secretary of State to list him as a candidate under the presidential primary ballot. Section 3 of the Civil War era 14th Amendment says no person shall hold any office, civil or military, under the United States, who having previously taken an oath as an office of the United States to support the Constitution of the United States, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same, or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. Okay, so, you can imagine the problem with this is, now let's just put aside whether you like Trump or not. No matter what you think about him, no matter what you feel about him, put all that aside. In order for this to apply, Trump would have to actually have been found guilty of something. Now, there are those who believe that he engaged in insurrection. 
That's fine if you believe that. But he hasn't been convicted of it. And until he's convicted of it, you can't do this. He actually has to be convicted of it in a court of law. Now, if you're wondering, well, can he appeal? Yes, and he will be. But the clock is ticking because we're talking about Colorado's primaries, not the general election, but the primaries. The clock is ticking on this. And by first of the year, it's in January, that the primary ballot closes and whoever's on the ballot is on the ballot. So Trump and his lawyers need to get on this and like now in order to appeal this. And it could be appealed all the way, yes, up to the U.S. Supreme Court. We'll see. But this is also a, a matter of Colorado and the state of Colorado. That's one of those things we can argue every which way you want, but it comes right down to, but he hasn't been convicted of anything, and the court should not be allowed to do this. This is a really bad decision. I don't care if you like the guy or not. This is a bad decision. And for those people who are cheering the idea, you cheer the idea until this is done to your guy, and then you're going to hate it. You have to convict the man first. All right, so... The story in front of me that I have here, dozens of lawsuits have been filed nationally, including here in Wyoming, to disqualify Trump under Section 3, which was designed to keep former Confederates from returning to government after the Civil War. But it it bars from office anyone who swore an oath to support the Constitution then engage in insurrection or rebellion against it. And that's only happened a handful of times since the Civil War. The Colorado case is the first where the plaintiffs succeeded after a week-long hearing in November. The judge, the district judge, district judge, Sarah B. Wallace, found that Trump indeed engaged in insurrection by inciting the January 6th case. But there never was. Now, the judge thinks so. But the problem here is, judge, he never had his day in court. So you could try the argument saying, well, the judge found that he did. Trump was never allowed his day in court on this. There has never been a court case to decide whether he engaged in insurrection or not. So this judge here is wrong. And let me correct something that they're saying here. The Colorado case, week-long hearing in front of the district judge, Sarah B. Wallace. Okay. But I want to make sure to clear up the impression when we talk about the Colorado Supreme Court Uh, While this person is high up on the court, that's not the Supreme Court of Colorado because that's always a multi-judge thing, not one judge, right? Okay. Trump's attorney who convinced Wallace that because the language of Section 3 refers to offices of the United States who take an oath to support the Constitution, it must not apply to the president who is not included as an officer of the United States. They tried that argument there. Uh... Okay, let me see. Colorado Supreme Court, there's something. Okay, Citizens for Ethics put up on Twitter. Colorado Supreme Court ruled Donald Trump is disqualified. We won. Um, It's not over. That's the next part. For for those who are celebrating, yay, we won. It's not done. It isn't over. For those who are thinking and you're mad as hell because you're a Trump supporter and you're mad as hell, just remember, it's not over. And this often happens in court cases involving anything. Depends on who you're in front of. In this case, yeah, it is a very liberal judge, so it's not surprising the judge would have ruled this way when you consider who the judge is. All right, so reading on. 
And it's uh, from the group's website. This is the Citizens for Ethics. The court's decision today affirms that our clients allege in this lawsuit that Donald Trump is an insurrectionist. No, it doesn't. Okay, so they're wrong about that. Uh, Trump lost to the state of Colorado pretty handily in 2020. So, but this is not to decide who is the presidential candidate in the general election. We're talking primary here. So we have a ways to go just to get them on the primary ballot. By the way, you folks in Colorado, if this doesn't go your way, you can always write him in. They can't stop you from doing that. All right. Colorado Supreme Court is the first court to find uh, that the disqualification clause applies to Mr. Trump. The story says, and I've been, it's been making a cross country again here. And I have some stories on this. Uh, here in Wyoming, there's a lawyer trying the same thing. Trump uh, campaign spokesperson wrote in a statement that appeared to be filed Tuesday night. Unsurprisingly, the all-Democrat appointed Colorado Supreme Court has ruled against President Trump supporting a Soros-funded left-wing scheme. Okay, they get into all of that. Uh, so far, uh, Trump has not responded to this. Now, I, what I want to... Uh, and I'll backtrack on something I just said for a moment here because I was talking about one judge. I want to make sure how high up did this go? Did this actually go all the way up through the Colorado Supreme Court or just that one district judge? That's what I want to find out. My understanding was it's not the actual Colorado full Supreme Court, but I might be wrong. I'll get back to you on that one. Still, though, can that be overturned? Yes. So for those who are cheering, we won. This ain't over. All right, David in Texas. So it was a tactical decision, yes. Jim and Casper, if that was the argument, then the whole Biden administration is guilty. True. Red and Casper, I think it's good news. It will get uh, stayed while they appeal, and we will win in the U.S. Supreme Court, which is uh, federally binding. If that's the case, Red, though, here's the thing. They have to get that done fast. Because who winds up on the primary ballot in Colorado will be decided uh, by, let's say, you know, again, January, early January. And then they sort of close the ballot. Not, not that people can't write Trump in, but they kind of close the ballot. 616, wake up, Wyoming. Wake up, Wyoming. Glenn Woods is live on AM 1030 K2 Radio and the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Twenty-four is the time. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Triple eight ninety-seven Woods. Phone number eight 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 ninety-seven W O O D S. I'm glad you folks are out there helping me out. I was wondering. I, I hadn't heard, so I was a little confused here. Was it the full Colorado Supreme Court that's not allowing Trump on a ballot, or one higher-up judge? Now Jude says it was the Supreme Court with a four-to-three decision. Okay. Now can that be appealed? Yes. Can it be overturned by the U.S. Supreme Court? Sure. But again, Trump needs to get a move on to get that done. He really needs to move to get that done. Uh, Chet and Yoder, I heard they will not count Trump write-in votes either. We'll see soon. Basically, if you can't beat them, eliminate them. Um, so, okay, uh, we'll see what happens. But this is a very dangerous precedent that they're setting here. Because, again, no matter what your opinion is of Trump or what happened on January 6th, 
The fact is he was not found guilty in a court of law of insurrection. He has not had his day in court, so he can't do this. Now, I did just send a note to our Wyoming Secretary of State, Chuck Gray. I assume he's still in bed. I don't know what time he gets up. He, of course, went a little ballistic on this. Cowboy State Daily uh, says, let me see, Colorado's high court. Here we go. This Jude, this is what you're talking about. Colorado's high court ruled a 4-3 decision that because of Trump's action in relation to January 6th Capitol Hill riot, he is disqualified. Wyoming Secretary of State Chuck Gray who has endorsed or was endorsed by Donald Trump in his 2022 campaign has a scathing response. I'm appalled by this outrageous un-American ruling made by radical leftists in black robes, Gray said. It is a sad day in the history of our republic. Okay, now on that note, there was that guy here in Wyoming, a former lawyer. Or maybe he is still a lawyer. I don't know, he retired who filed the same lawsuit here in Wyoming. The story again, Cowboy State Daily says, the retired attorney from Laramie, Wyoming, who is suing to keep former President Donald Trump and U.S. Senator Cynthia Lummis both off the state election ballot, uh, filed a response uh, Tuesday objecting to Trump's request that the court dismiss his case. Okay. Judy's on the phone. Hey, Jude. The Supreme Court down there, it was a ruling of uh, four to three, four uh-huh. in favor and three against. Right. The fool that ruled in favor of this, uh, they wouldn't even sign the 300-page decision on it because they didn't want anybody to know who they are. Well, we do know who they are. I just found out a little yeah. bit ago. Okay. And I uh, have written their names down. Um, secondly, Trump was never charged on this anywhere. Right. Okay, so that's going to be kicked out automatically. The problem here and the reason they did this is there's such a very little amount of time left before those ballots in Colorado get printed. Mm-hmm. And He's got the, the first of the month, Janu- beginning of January. Yeah. So the Supreme Court of the United States has got to hear this like too sweet. Yeah. But uh, anyway, um, I was going to tell you this crew outfit. Now, I've researched them for years. Uh Citizens for Responsible Ethics, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Well, former Senator Leahy's law clerk, his name is Noah Bookbinder. And another fellow, I'm, I don't know if you'll recognize the name or not, but his name was Richard Painter. Mm-hmm. And he was uh, running for office in Minnesota, a nasty character. Um, but he had this really weird uh, campaign where he had a dumpster in back of him on fire. It was right. really weird. He's a strange guy anyway, but he's also a teacher. Okay, now these guys' crew, they're a C-342. They claim to be nonprofit. This is one of my big issues that I hope when we get a new legislation and house this next go-around, that they go through these C-34s and find out who they are because they're not nonprofit. Okay, anyway, on this uh, crew, they have filed over 280 cases across the United States. And they've done this in, like, changing the voter laws in Pennsylvania and Michigan and all of these other little places. And they filed a bunch of lawsuits against Trump. Well, they've lost most of those. And then you got Cheney, I guess, who is, wow, blew me away. But I didn't really think anything of it when I read it a few months ago. But that Fannie that's down in Georgia, the DA, Mm -hmm. 
Okay, now our Republicans can't get any of the records from the J6 committee because right. they've kept them locked up. But they sent all those records down to Fannie. So Fannie's never really done I got, any investigation on her own. I got to run for news. But you notice that this same group that you're talking about, they've never gone after Biden, which if they stand for what they say they stand for, they would. They've never gone after the Clintons. And if they stand for what they say they stand for, they would. Coming up on local news. Update on your weather forecast right after that. noon. I get back into it. Wake up, Wyoming. Honestly, he's just happy to be here. Catch Glenn Woods on Wake Up Wyoming weekdays at 6 on air on Alexa and on the Wake Up Wyoming app. Six thirty-six. Yeah, it's the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Okay, so I will have Don Day on in just a few minutes with an extended look at our forecast, which, yes, it's still been really nice and warm. That's not going to stay. That's been because of that high-pressure system that just got stuck over us for a while. The rest of the country all around us has had, had some real winter weather. We haven't. We've been literally in this bubble of high pressure, which is not going to hang out. How that plays out when it leaves, that's what he's trying to figure out. Again, 645 is when he does an extended forecast based on that. So back to the Trump issue, if you're just joining us. So there, uh, President Trump, Colorado court, said he can't be on the ballot in Colorado because of the January 6th insurrection. In which case, uh, my answer to that is, but he hasn't been convicted of anything. So you can't do that, Supreme Court in Colorado. So we'll see what happens next, because it cannot be appealed. Can it go up to the U.S. Supreme Court? Yes, but they better get on it. They need to get on this. All right, so from Milo and Fort Danger, if that's the way the Democrats are going to play the game with not allowing Trump on the ballot in Colorado, then anyone from Colorado who wants to vote for Trump should get an absentee or mail-in ballot from Wyoming, and Wyoming should take Biden off our ballots, fight fire with fire. Yeah, okay, but we don't have a whole lot of time to do all of that, though. And I do think for those people who are like, yeah, he's been found guilty. Well, if you really want to be um, pure about this, I'll use that word, then Biden should be in jail and should have been in jail a long time ago for multiple reasons. The same people who are fighting the very idea that we should impeach Biden or he should be in jail or you have no evidence of anything are the same people who want to jail Trump. Okay, but neither have ever been convicted of anything. Okay, and until that gets done, I mean, as, as much as I would like to see Biden out, no one's ever actually convicted. I have all sorts of reasons that the man should be impeached and should be in jail. But until he's convicted of anything, there's nothing you or I can do about it. It's just absolutely nothing. So here we wait and see. Now, again, there's the, the guy. Let me see if I can go back and take just a moment. I've got, I've got so many notes on this. But I think there's only so much that can be said about it during the course of this morning show. And again, our own Secretary of State is fighting this as well here in the state of Wyoming because of a retired lawyer in Laramie who's trying to file the same lawsuit here in the state of Wyoming. So where we're on that, 
Let me see. Trump there. Uh, treachery alleged. I'm just trying to get to. Well, here's a picture of the lawyer. Um, and there's another GOP section screen card. Okay, I'm just trying to get to this guy's reaction here. So the retired attorney from Laramie, Wyoming, who was suing to keep former President Donald Trump and U.S. Senator Cynthia Lummis both off the election ballot forever. Uh, filed a response Tuesday objecting to Trump's request that the court dismiss his case here in Wyoming. The filing emerged just as the Colorado Supreme Court scrubbed Trump from its state ballot Tuesday under the insurrection clause of the Constitution. Trump asked last week to intervene to the Wyoming case challenging his fitness to be on the Wyoming election ballot. In that one, retired attorney Tim Newcomb filed a November 1st petition asking the Albany County District Court to bar Trump and Lummis from the state elections ballots as traitors under the 14th Amendment of the Constitution. Now, see, the, the big problem with this is, and this is why it's opening a Pandora's box, well, you can label all sorts of people traitor for all sorts of reasons under your opinion. Let your imagination go back just a little bit. Pick different presidents to start with that. How many different presidents have people said, well, that person's just a traitor? Well, so all you have to do is accuse them of being a traitor and you can take them off the ballot by accusation alone. And there's other people, uh, the senators... Yeah, people in the House of Representatives, that you can just say, well, they're a traitor because, therefore, they're a traitor. Therefore, they, the 14th Amendment, so they can't be on it. Well, you can make the accusation, but can you prove anything? And that's where going to court actually is going to matter. Can you actually take it to court? Anybody can make the accusation, but the accusation is not enough to actually throw them off the ballot. This is where for those people who are celebrating, yeah, we won, Trump is off the ballot in Colorado, you sure you want to go down this road? Because there's a whole bunch of Democrats that I can bring up charges against and just say that they're a traitor and therefore they're not on the ballot. People that you really like, I'll just claim that they're a traitor for whatever reason that I think up and we can just keep them off the ballot because I said so, because they were accused of it. Or does a court of law actually matter? It's Wake Up Wyoming. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Make your voice heard at 888-97-WOODS. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. 628 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox to talk to Frank Gambino. Okay, so Frank, yesterday I was at Hobby Lobby. Yes. And I came across a toaster. How would you like to have a piece of toast with the image of painter Bob Ross on it? I don't want that. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, looked at I'd it. Li- I, and, I, and trust me, I yeah. like toast. I do, Well, see, my answer to that is I would probably eat more toast if that had Bob Ross on it. But, 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 but okay. why would they do that and not I, like, you know, Mick I, Jagger? Okay, well, you can't. So here's what I look up. So there's the Star Wars. Wait, let's back up. Uh, Captain America, his shield. Yes. Okay, you can get that on there. That I like. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Kids would love that. Star Wars stormtrooper helmet. Yes, I would like okay, that. Okay, that too. would be good. Oh, I would love this. Mickey Mouse, you know, those three circles. 
Yeah. For the years yeah, and all that. That's okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Star Wars Darth Vader toast. Oh, <laughs> Or would you like your toast just to say Star Wars? Either way. Okay. Uh, an impression of Yoda's face. Very good. Okay. How about a minion? Have you seen those little yellow guys? Oh, I like those Yeah, guys, okay. Yeah. You can get a minion on your toast as well. Uh, but then, not Bob Ross, the artist. No, you don't think so? And then there's no. other things, flowers and hearts, and there's all sorts of things. And you can customize it, too. Oh. You see what I... Yeah, so... I never thought toast yeah. would get so creative. Well, and so it probably all starts way back when, when somebody had toast come out of their toaster and is oh my god it looks like jesus is on my toast is that uh, the virgin mary remember those <laughs> oh yeah yeah okay and that of course gets all sorts of national press and the moment that starts right away someone says i have an idea we can burn into your toast anything that we want yeah. so let's just start making things and they did and now they get to customize it too so you send them a picture so if you would like frank gambino toast it, i um, no. No, okay. How about a picture of your cat? Possibly. Yeah. Poss possibly, yeah. Okay. But not Bob Ross. No. Not, not. Uh, what do no. you got against Bob Ross? He doesn't belong on toast. Okay. <laughs> if you say so. I just looked at it and thought, I, you know, I would be putting my jelly on it going, oh, I made a little mistake over here. But that'll be our little secret, okay? I'll just lick hey. that off. <laughs> Men's college basketball tonight. The Wyoming Cowboys on the road in El Paso to make the to play in the Sun Bowl tournament. Folks will meet South Dakota State tonight, and UW enters the game with a record of six and four. They absorbed an eighty-four seventy-one loss to uh, Montana State at home on Saturday, and had major issues on offense and defense. Cowboy offense went nine minutes in that game without a field goal, and Montana State's big men just abused the Wyoming defense. South Dakota State is six and five. They won two in a row. It's a five. Start from El Paso tonight. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY and Laramie. UW will play either UTEP or Norfolk State tomorrow in that Sumble tournament. In women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls will play Wright State tomorrow in the Las Vegas Holiday Hoops Classic. Cowgirls have lost three straight to Oklahoma State, Creighton, and Montana State. And UW had 20 turnovers in that loss to MSU on Sunday, 64-55. Cowgirls will play Eastern Washington in that Vegas tournament coming up on Friday. Women's junior college basketball, Casper College is 11-4 after going 2-1 in the New Mexico tournament Hobbs over the weekend. Tebers lost to South Plains, Texas, but beat New Mexico Junior College, and they were rated fourth in the country. Casper also beat McCook, Nebraska. They'll resume the season on the 5th of January, taking on Dawson, Montana. Girls high school basketball from over the weekend. First uh, in fr on Friday at the Flaming Gorse Tournament in Sweetwater County. Lyman over Natrona, 42-35. Bear Lake, Idaho beat Kelly Walsh, 45-42. Cheyenne South over Rollins, 29-26. In the Greeley, Colorado Tournament, a Cheyenne Central over Greeley was 73-83. 18. Laramie down Loveland, Colorado 59-53. Cheyenne East was in the Windsor Tournament and beat Pueblo 54-31. Then on Saturday and girls play in the Flaming Gorse. Thunder Basin over Kelly Walsh 54-40. Mountain View defeated Natrona 63-53. Star Valley over Cheyenne South 54-20. In Greeley Central over Laramie 47-39 for 5th place in that tournament. And over in Windsor, Cheyenne East beat Mountain Vista, Colorado 55-48. That's it in sports. I just came across a cartoon which... um you remember some time ago, uh, you could go to, let's say, a county fair or something like that and see the amazing tattooed man. Yes. Okay. This cartoon, see the amazing untattooed man. Right. Because in today's world, we had a little conversation. It was during one of our meetings here that we have once a month mm -hmm. at our studios here. 
and everybody was showing their tattoos. And I said, I don't have any. And neither do I. Yeah. And the look that I got, and I was asked by several people, but why not? <laughs> so I could make a sideshow act by going around the country and posing. And nobody wants to see that. The amazing untattooed man. And people would be, like, freaking out. You know, I can draw you one with a magic marker just yes. for the meeting, no, and then you away. show them, and then you just That's wash it up when you're yeah. done. Can we, can we make it a Bob Ross? No. no why? <laughs> he doesn't belong on tattoos he either. Was, he was so cool. I liked him. Fine. You are a little secret. Okay. That's right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business. I, didn't, I saw the cartoon, and I'm thinking that's about right. We've gotten so into tattoos today in America that to have a guy at the county fair, the untattooed man, would actually be freaky. Let's wake up, Wyoming. The time it's wake up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It is uh, Wednesday, and over the hump we go. Bit on the warm side from what we're used to here in the West. Just so you know, yeah, the rest of the country has been involved in some winter weather, and it's been avoiding us because of a bubble of high pressure that's just been sitting over us and other you know, Western states. That bubble's not going to stay here forever. It's going to move away, and we get it, finally get our winter. That's what's been happening here. So, uh, Don Day will be on 745. We'll talk about it. Now, for those people, I just have an update on some information. For those people who are in the first hour of the program, you know, of course the topic has to be the Colorado Supreme Court in a 4-3 decision decides that Trump cannot be on the ballot because of the January 6th insurrection. Now, my answer to that was like a lot of other people, but he hasn't been convicted of it, so you can't do that. He actually gets his day in court. you got to convict him of a crime before you can take him off the ballot for that crime. So, a couple of things. Hang on. One of them, uh, I'm going to go back to, and I'm sorry that I just closed this down, Judy. Judy sent me a note, and now i got to go back to it because I accidentally... Uh, closed it down. Judy in Mills, Wyoming. Here we go, Judy. I'm bringing it back. I thought this was really interesting, and I just sent her a note in response. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> the first part of this. Colorado Supreme Court 4-3 decision is pure nonsense and can be laughed at. They even admit it on page 9 of their own decision. Okay, so on page 9 of the... Colorado Supreme Court decision, therefore, to maintain status quo pending any review by the U.S. Supreme Court. So they admit this can go to the U.S. Supreme Court and get overturned. We stay our ruling until January 4th of 2024. That's important. We stay our ruling, says the Colorado Supreme Court, until January 4th of 2024. 
the day before the secretary's deadline to certify the content of the presidential primary ballot. If review is sought in the Supreme Court, that would be the U.S. Supreme Court, before the stay expires on January 4th of 2024, then the stay shall remain in place, and then the secretary will continue to be required to include President Trump's name on the 2024 presidential primary ballot until we receive any other mandate of the Supreme Court. So for those people on the liberal left who are all excited, yay, we won, hold on. The Colorado Supreme Court just said that this is not going to take effect pending review from the U.S. Supreme Court and pending their decision. So Trump could still wind up on the ballot. Even the Colorado Supreme Court admits it. I Thank you for sending me this, Judy, because the decision, of course, is thick, multi-page, right? And you actually got to get into the decision before you find out that, hey, they're not going to implement this until the Supreme Court hears it. And then what the Supreme Court says goes. This is where Trump needs to get on it. But there's another thing. And I just sent this out because I thought this was really interesting. There's more than one way to fight this. Right now, Colorado has a primary system. Now, it's up to the political party to decide what kind of system they want. Uh, We can do a ballot system and let Republican voters decide by vote who their candidate is going to be in the general election. But they don't have to do that. They don't have to. They could go to a caucus system. Here's the story in front of me. The Colorado Republican Party said Tuesday it will cancel its presidential primary and instead hold a caucus if the court ruling stands denying former President Donald Trump a place on the ballot. The party made the vow on the platform Twitter uh, after the Supreme Court ruled Mr. Trump engaged in insurrection. GOP said that the ruling isn't, if the ruling isn't overturned on appeal, the party would convert to a pure caucus system. That way there is no ballot and Trump can be there. He can take place. They can vote on him in a caucus system. And yes, the Republican Party of of Colorado can just decide we're not going to do, we're just going to switch to a caucus system. Therefore, what the Colorado Supreme Court ruled doesn't count. Mr. Trump has already vowed to appeal in a high court. The story goes on after that. So there's two ways to handle this then. On the one hand, let's back up. Even the Colorado Supreme Court said, here's our ruling, but we're not going to do anything until we find out what the Supreme Court's going to do. Because they know the Supreme Court can overrule them. And on that note, Trump needs to get on it. And get it in front of the Supreme Court like now. And yes, the U.S. Supreme Court does do rush decisions in cases like this. If the U.S. Supreme Court is, if they can't get it in front of the U.S. Supreme Court in time, which I bet they can, but if they can't, and they better hurry because we're talking beginning of January 4th is when Colorado sets its uh, primary ballots in stone. So... The Trump people have until January 4th. They better get on it and get to the Supreme Court. If they can't, 
then it's possible that the Republicans in Colorado just switched to a caucus system. And if, that, if that's the case, there is nothing that Colorado can do about it. Trump will still be the nominee for the Republican Party. So then they would have to work on keeping him off the general ballot in the general election. And that's a whole other ball of wax. We'd have to go through all that all over again. But you see, isn't that interesting, the way that plays out? Okay. To me, it's a, it's an interesting developing story. I know that Trump is going to, at some point, speak on television. We'll see about this. He'll make some kind of a statement. We'll see what, what he's going to do. DJ and Gillette, are you using the language of the left? He was proven January 6th insurrection. Now, what I'm saying, DJ, is if they would have to. Uh, he was not shown that January 6th was an insurrection and that Trump you know, was in charge of an insurrection or is, is an insurrectionist. That has not been shown in a, proof of, in a court of law. That's what I'm saying. They would have to prove that. And they haven't. So they don't have Trump on anything. They don't. So I'm not using the language of the left. I'm saying the left has not proven that in a court of law. Uh, next up, Bill Hippie in LaGrange. The congressional inquiry found him not guilty. The congressional in, uh, did, yes, but the congressional inquiry did, but they would have to do this in a court of law. Because we're talking a crime, right? So it would have to be found in a court of law. And so far, they haven't done taking him to court on anything. My sister in Lake Wales, yes, the rest of the country is freezing like us in Florida. Yes, I know. No, my sister in Florida, it might have gotten all the way down to 60 degrees for her. No, <laughs> We have been in a bubble of warmth, sister dear. People are walking around without coats on. It's been just absolutely unseasonably beautiful here as we've been in a bubble of warmth. And the rest of the country has been experiencing winter-like weather. So, 7.15, wake up when... Sure, this show is sustainable. We sequester all gas emissions to one room. Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods, live on AM 1030 and FM 95.1, weekdays at 6. 7.20 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. All right, 888-97 Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. We'll have Don Day on 745. And the last I heard, so I was watching his weather report. He puts the one up on YouTube through Cowboys Day Daily every morning. And just what he said yesterday, yes, it's going to get colder. We'll, we will have some snow over the weekend and on Christmas and so on. But how much exactly, where, don't know yet. We're waiting for things to line up. As to say, I mean, it might just be a little sprinkling. It might be quite a bit. Some areas could get more than other areas, as usually happens. We don't know yet. That's what I'll talk to him about at 745. We really won't know the details until we get closer, like on Friday. So I'll let you know that. Stay tuned for 745 for the latest on that. Because quite a few of you have travel plans. I do, too. I have travel plans. But we'll see what those travel plans are going to look like and if you need to cut anything, get there earlier or cut anything short, we'll let you know. All right, now, I'm going to go just to a little bit more unless you guys have more information. I'm just going to review again what we've talked about with the Colorado Supreme Court and unless anything new pops, I'm going to move on to other topics. And one of the new things is I'm waiting to see 
uh, former President Trump. He's going to speak at some point. I don't know when. If he does, then I'll go ahead and get that to you. But let's go back, and I like what uh, Judy sent me. I'm going to review this again. Colorado Supreme Court, 4-3 decision to pull Donald Trump off of the ballot. Okay, so what does that mean? That he just won't be on the ballot because of January 6th, they say. Because they say that's insurrection. And my argument has been, but he hasn't been convicted in a court of law, therefore you can't do that. So the Supreme Court of Colorado knows this. So in their decision, which of course is multiple pages long, the Colorado Supreme Court writes the following. Therefore, to maintain the status quo, in other words, don't change anything, pending any review by the U.S. Supreme Court, we stay our ruling until January 4th, 2024. In other words, right now, Trump will be on the ballot in Colorado. And that's not going to change until January 4th, 2024, the day before the secretary's deadline to print the ballots. So as of right now, Trump is still going to be on those ballots, despite the Supreme Court of Colorado's decision, unless their their decision changes nothing. Up until the day before, you know, uh, the printing of the ballots. If review is sought in the U.S. Supreme Court before the stay expires, January 4th, 2024, then the stay shall remain in place. So in other words, if the Supreme Court decides to hear this, then he's still going to be on the ballot until the Supreme Court makes this decision. Courts often do this. The courts will make a decision, but they'll hold the decision. Nothing changes until it's finally settled. So if the U.S. Supreme Court decides to hear this, then Trump is still going to be on the ballot while the Supreme Court hears it. Now, I was saying that they have until the Trump campaign has until January 4th. As I look at this, it sounds like even after January 5th, January 6th, et cetera, et cetera, he's still going to be on the ballot unless the Supreme Court of the United States agrees. Greg is in Laramie. Hello, Greg. Hey, Glenn. How you doing today? Very good. What you got? Well, uh, I just wanted to fill in some of the stuff on the CO, uh, uh, Colorado Supreme Court ruling okay. is that they did have an evidentiary hearing, mm-hmm. and during that evidentiary hearing, um, nobody from the Trump camp, or they did not refute the evidence presented. Mm-hmm. And the other part about this is is um, this lawsuit was brought by Republicans in Colorado, at least registered Republicans have been taking credit for it. So uh, Trump didn't refute the evidence. And I agree, Trump's going to be on that ballot. The Supreme Court's going to issue a stay. Yeah. And just like the Colorado, they'll just take the case and um, they'll decide what yeah. uh, whether that evidence. And if you look at the the dissent from the other three justices, uh, they basically dissented on technical terms, sure. not on the evidence. So, again, making it harder for Trump to um, 
kind of refute that he didn't have some sort of day in court. Um, I'm not necessarily agreeing with it either. I think he needs to be convicted. Sure. However, he slowed down many of his actual, I mean, it was in plain sight. He incited an insurrection to me. Mm-hmm. Um, your mileage may vary. Sure. Now, the thing that I find interesting, you know, first off, the Colorado Supreme Court has to stay and say, well, we just got to wait to see what the U.S. Supreme Court does. And if the U.S. Supreme Court goes past uh, January 4th, then he's still on the ballot unless they say otherwise. You know, Okay. Now, what I thought was interesting, though, is we'll see if they do this. The Republican Party of Colorado said, you know, we're allowed to just switch to a caucus system, so it doesn't matter what the courts say. And sure, except that he wouldn't end up on the the ballot anyway. Well, that would so be yeah, that would be they the, could pick their guy. Yeah, that would be the general election because that's where I said earlier. Now, yeah, so let's say in caucus they still pick Trump. Okay, but now we have the general election ballot, and we're we're back to where we started from fighting over the who, if he's going to be on that ballot or not. But it would be interesting to see if the GOP actually did something like that. So, okay. You know what it does for me there, Greg, is it provides me with more show prep than I know what to do with. So I walked in this morning and Miss Mary looked at me and said, well, you're basically done for the day, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I tried to call in on Hunter Biden yesterday. And there's, uh, you know, uh, again, Steve Bannon and and Jim Jordan have still not... uh, 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 submitted to their subpoenas, so yeah. and he was willing to talk yeah. uh, in public, uh, mm-hmm. which I would have loved to have seen. As um, uh, there are some very interesting things he could say, so yeah. we look forward to you know we look forward to the show that yeah. will be the twenty twenty four election. Yeah, sometimes people, Greg, have actually turned to me and go, "So you do four hours a day, five days a week? Where do you find enough <laughs> to talk about?" Oh, please. There's, there's plenty. <laughs> Please, whoa, it, it never ends, man. All right. Hey, thanks for calling this morning, Greg. Hey, I appreciate it. Have, have a good Merry you, Christmas. You too. Okay, so there's Greg. He's the liberal in Laramie who likes to call in. Lee, also in Laramie. Good morning, Glenn, along with uh, selling uh, banned products in Colorado. We ban Colorado people from hunting, fishing, and camping in Wyoming. <laughs> We could, yeah, we could do that, but we do make a lot of money off of them, don't we? Especially when it comes to camping and fishing up here, man. And yeah, Colorado people do spend a lot of money up. We spend a lot of money with them too. All right. So your question about that weather forecast, I'm going to get back to that real quick. And unless something new breaks on the Trump story here, I I got other things to talk about. You can always drag me back. Though, triple eight ninety seven was the phone number eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. So local news is coming up. You will hear your weather forecast right after that. For those who have travel plans over the weekend and Christmas, pay attention to that. But when we get to seven forty five, that's when I have Don Day on, and we'll see if he has any new information. All we know now is, yeah, the state will get some snow. The region will get some snow. It's the how much. That we'll talk about. So 745 is that conversation with Don Day to find out. But I really don't think he knows much until tomorrow is my guess about this. It's Wake Up Wyoming. No.
News and weather together at the top and bottom of every hour. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Seven thirty-six. The time. It's wake up, Wyoming. So, okay. Here's here's what I really think happened uh, down in Colorado and with the uh, Democrat Party. They were listening to conservative talk radio, which they never admit to do, but they monitor us. And they decided that we were just getting stale. It's getting to Christmas time. The closer we get to Christmas, the less there is to talk about. And we were getting boring us talk show hosts. So they decided to do this in Colorado. Just to light up the phone lines. On that note, Wyoming Secretary of State Chuck Gray is with us. Good morning, Chuck. Glenn. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me, but it is a sad day for our republic. Yeah, but now, but I've been looking into this a little bit with the help of some listeners. On the one hand, the Colorado Supreme Court is going to stay any action until the Supreme Court makes a decision if they take the case. So, so far, nothing has changed. Also, the Republican Party of Colorado has suggested that they could just switch to a caucus system so Trump could still be in the caucus. There wouldn't be a ballot and they could get away with that. What do you think? Yes, I saw Dave Williams post that. He's the chairman of the Colorado Republican Party. He's a good person. I He served in the Colorado State Legislature and... He's just a, he's a good man. I saw that they posted that they're looking at moving to a, a caucus state. Mm. And yes, this is ultimately going to be decided by the Supremes. And I, I think, I think we're going to get a good ruling there. We're already working with other secretaries of state to file an amicus brief in the Supreme Court, making sure that President Trump is going to be on the ballot. Okay. And this is why we filed the amicus brief. I don't know if you remember, Glenn, we came on two weeks ago to talk about the amicus brief we filed in the Colorado Supreme Court with secretaries of state from Ohio and Missouri. That's why we filed that, saying that the trial judge was an heir when they issued this outrageous finding calling President Trump an insurrectionist, which is totally wrong because we saw this coming. We saw that if the the Supreme Court simply ruled differently on a matter of quote-unquote law, that that trial judge ruling would ultimately be reversed and they would try to take President Trump off the ballot. So that's why we filed that amicus two weeks ago. And the media, you know, attacked me and attacked saying that, that this was a waste of time and blah, blah, blah. They always say everything's a waste of time. It's important. I have a rulemaking we just came out with to make sure that illegal aliens can't vote. And the media is calling it a waste, a waste of, time. of time. Yeah. So what does I this mean? mean it's, just, for... it's incredible what they'll do to try to yeah. try to prevent us from making sure that these kinds of things don't happen. Right. So we need to stay strong. Sure. And we're going to continue doing that. But but this is a real threat, and we we did see it coming because this is the way the radical left operates. Okay. I mean, let's take a look is... at the case in here in the state of Wyoming. What does that mean for this case in Wyoming? Because there's still that retired lawyer who's pushing it and wants Trump to show up and challenge him. We filed a motion to dismiss because this lawyer sued me because the secretary of state's office certifies the ballot. So that's why this out, this left-wing attorney sued to me, we filed a motion to dismiss two weeks ago, and we're waiting for that to, to a decision to be made on that. Also, uh, President Trump 
and uh, the Wyoming Republican Party filed a motion to intervene, and we're fi- we're absolutely fine with that. We actually said in our motion dismissed that President Trump is is what's called an indispensable party, and for Mr. Newcomb to try to remove President Trump from the ballot, this attorney over in in Laramie, without President Trump being able to defend himself, that's that's wrong as well. Right. So there's been that that motion for intervention, but we're also working to to get our motion to dismiss through. So as a party to this lawsuit, because I'm being sued by this attorney in, in Albany County, we're working to, to get this thrown out so that President Trump, uh, it will never happen here. And I'm confident we'll win. And President Trump, we're, we're doing all we can to make sure he's going to be right. on the ballot. As well as but, Cynthia Lumbus. Yes. Yes, it was both that, that this Tim Newcomb is trying to remove but I do think that, that this is going to be taken up by the Supreme Court. And I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they ruled 9-0 okay. uh, that, that President Trump should sure. be on the ballot, because he should be. Yeah. I mean, this is a real, in, in real time, what the, what the left is trying to do is engage in election interference. Okay. So now the Supreme Court would have to pick up this fast, which is not unheard of for them to grab a case really fast. And But it's still not going to be done by the January 4th deadline in Colorado, which is why the Colorado Supreme Court said nothing changes until the Supreme Court rules, knowing that this could go for a few months, actually, not just a few weeks. But they have fast-tracked right. things in the past. They have, and... Th- on, on this case, I mean, the way Colorado handled this case, when we filed our amicus brief defending President Trump, I mean, the deadline was basically six days. They, they right. did a motion to, uh, a scheduling motion, and <laughs> it was about basically a six-day deadline, which is pretty unheard of, and, and over the Thanksgiving holiday. So it was, it was one of those things where the left is trying to fast-track this to stop uh, what's right, but also on the reverse end, I do think the Supremes will fast-track it to try to reverse the mess they've okay. created. I, right. I do think that. i got to move on. Thanks for calling in, Chuck. I appreciate it. All right, Glenn. All right. Thank Se- you. 7.42, wake up. When you need quicker than the morning paper or the 5 o'clock news, you need Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Mornings on K2 Radio. 746 the time off. We go to talk to Don Day with Day Weather. So, okay, uh, your forecast, uh, of course, has changed a bit, but it hasn't. That's what I got out of your morning briefing. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the overall storyline that we've been talking about of fair, mild weather, good weather for travel, all of those things will continue all the way through Friday and probably up into Saturday morning. Uh, it's going to be Saturday evening, Saturday night, and into Christmas Eve Sunday where the colder weather and the threat for snow is going to be increasing. So the same scenario is is unfolding, and we're pretty confident in that. As, as we discussed yesterday, uh, I'm really hoping we get a little bit more definitive with our details tomorrow to fine-tune things a little bit, but we're going to need another day. Okay. Now, fine-tuning, let's be clear what that is. So we are, I guess that sounds like, going to have more. I was about to say suffer. I'll go ahead and say it. We are going to suffer through more cold. It's going to get colder, a lot colder than it's been, but at the same time, uh, it's not going to be where we've seen it before in the past. I mean, much lower than this. And we do see snow coming, but you don't know what amount. Is that correct? 
Yeah, and uh, the large geography of our state and our varied terrain really makes a big difference in how the snow falls because snow never falls evenly in Wyoming. And we're going to likely be in a situation, Glenn, where I think most of the states can have some winter weather. But the way the storm and how it comes together will deposit more snow in some areas than others, which, of course, is really going to be impactful, especially when you start overlaying, well, where the interstates are and where the storm is going. You know, it does look to be a situation to where the major interstates may be affected, I-25, I-80, and those types of things. But we're also going to see pockets of the state that may not be as affected as much. But we are we just don't have that confidence level yet to pinpoint. That's what I mean okay. by fine-tuning. Yeah. And also fine-tuning meaning maybe we can start talking about accumulations. But okay. again, we need yeah, a little more yet. time. So uh, once again, try to resist looking at your weather app on your phone today. It just doesn't count. Well, I, I will tell you, things are all over the board. If you want to have yeah. a little bit of fun, yeah. if you're a weather nerd, is yeah. read all the, the forecast discussions from all the National Weather Service forecast offices in the Rockies. Everybody who's in charge of the long-range forecast for the weekend is pulling their hair out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trying to get a handle on all of these things. Because I will tell you, w- when you get conflicting data um, in anything you do, when you have – polar opposite or, or something that's 100 degrees different than the same set of data from a different source, you know, your confidence level just is really shot. And you don't want low confidence in a really big travel period. And that's unfortunately what we're looking at. All right. Thank you, Don. Don Day from Dayweather. So, yeah, all right. Hang in there. They got to bring it all together. Off we go to the icebox. Frank Gambino is waiting by. I oh. have high confidence that I'll survive Christmas no matter what. Oh, yeah, no matter what. You're just going to be home. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's I'm it. very high, I'm highly confident. And, and have you gone ahead and stored up on food? Yes. yes However, okay, yeah. Yeah, I have to still do my shopping. Oh. Oh, you so mean I'm, like the Christmas shopping stuff. Right. I'm yeah. highly confident that it will get done. Yeah. I'm not sure by Christmas. No, not. it's not going to happen. People should just get understand that if you're going to get a present from Frank, it's going to be late. Pretty much. Yeah. It's cheaper that way. It certainly is. Yeah. Oh, no. I Okay. Some people might disagree with me as Miss Frank, but normally I get things done really fast and really early because I avoid the rush. Mm-hmm. But I suddenly realize, oh, there's a couple of last minute people that are going to be around and I need to get a gift or two off. And I need to do it. So I did it yesterday. I already had the gift. I just okay. needed to send it. So I swing by the post office, right? Oh, knowing why? I know just I just had to see it and I already knew what we were we all knew what I saw. Here is a long line that snakes out the door. <laughs> Literally it went through the post office and outside. And there's people there with multiple packages, so every single person that steps up is gonna be there for a while. Plus, I needed a box or two, and I'm thinking, there's none. No, forget it. So instead, here, Frank, I write this, I wrote this book called The Uncomplicated Life. You might have heard me talking about it once or twice. It it should include the post office and what not Uh, to do. Well, here's what I did. Just down the road is one of those pack and ship shops. Mm -hmm. I walk in, and there's nobody there. They're busy, but there's nobody there. I walk right up to the counter. Now, I know this is going to cost me a few extra bucks, but... So what? The young lady took my packages, went into the back, and came back with perfectly made boxes, custom. I would have never been able to do that. And then she went ahead and took my information and took my money, and they were sent. Bingo. 
cost me a couple of extra bucks to do it, but Frank, I mean, oh no, no, because you know what? Done. Your, yeah. your time is money. Yes. Men's college basketball tonight. The Wyoming Cowboys on the road in El Paso to meet these uh, to play in the Sun Bowl tournament. Pokes will meet South Dakota State tonight, and UW enters the game with a record of six and four. They absorbed an eighty-four seventy-one loss to Montana State at home back on Saturday, and had major issues on offense and defense. The Cowboy offense went nine minutes without a field goal, and the Montana State big men just abused the Wyoming defense. South Dakota State is six. And five. They won two in a row. That is a 5 p.m. start tonight from El Paso. We'll have that for you on KG Radio and Casper and KCGY and Laramie. UW will play UTEP or Norfolk State tomorrow in that Sun Bowl tournament. Women's College Hoops. The Wyoming Cowgirls will play Wright State tomorrow in the Las Vegas Holiday Hoops Classic. The Cowgirls have lost three in a row to Oklahoma State, Creighton, and Montana State. And UW had 20 turnovers in that 64-55 loss to MSU back on Sunday. The Cowgirls will play Eastern Washington in that Vegas tournament coming up on Friday. And Women's Junior College basketball. Casper College is 11 and 4 after going 2 and 1 in the New Mexico tournament Hobbs over the weekend. T-Birds did lose to South Plains, Texas, but beat New Mexico Junior College, and they were rated fourth in the country. Casper also beat McCook, Nebraska, and they'll resume the season after the holiday break on January the 5th, taking on Dawson, Montana. In girls high school basketball from over the weekend, first on Friday in the Flaming Gorge tournament in Sweetwater County, Lyman over in the Trona 4235. Bear Lake, Idaho beat uh, Kelly Walls 4542. Cheyenne South over Rollins. 29-26. In the Greeley Colorado Tournament, Cheyenne Central over Greeley West, 73-18. And Laramie down Loveland, Colorado, 59-53. Cheyenne East was in the Windsor Tournament and beat Pueblo, Colorado, 54-31. On Saturday in girls play, the Flaming Gorge, Thunder Basin over Kelly Walls, 54-40. Mountain View defeated Natrona, 63-53. Star Valley over South, 54-20. In Greeley, Central beat Laramie, 47-39 for fifth place in that tournament. And in Windsor, Cheyenne East over Mountain Vista, Colorado, 55-40. And that's it in sports for now. Okay, so um, you do have your shopping done. Well, uh-huh. okay, good I, luck. You know, yeah. no. Okay, I, I I have basic ideas. Right. You know, normally it, it's a two. It, it should be a two step process that uh-huh. you actually go and scout. Yeah. And then you just go over to the gift cards. Or, uh, yeah, I was about to tell you, yeah, yeah, you know, hey, here's your gift card. Go ahead and buy what you want to buy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I know that's sad, but, you know, I don't think you can go wrong in that regard. No, you really can't. You know. And it does say to everybody, last-minute gift. So, but, you know, but still, though, <laughs> what I do is I shop during the course of the year. Right. So if you're, I saw, you're shopping after Christmas for exactly. 2024. I see something, I think, you know, this person needs this. And I went ahead and I go ahead and grab it. Here's the problem, Frank. When it gets around to Christmas time, do I remember where I put it? Right, exactly. Yeah, I got to go ahead and grab yeah, it. Yeah, 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 I know, right, I know, I know. Right, coming up on some local business, we got to take care of the roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. Open phones. Wake up, Wyoming. Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. 
All right, we got to get into the open phones thing because a lot has been talked about this morning uh, regarding the Supreme Court decision of Colorado and the uh, you know trying to get Trump off the ballot. We talked about a lot of detail on that this morning, and I can certainly go back to that if you like. That's not a problem. Triple eight ninety seven Woods the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. You can, of course, talk about what I'm talking about or change the subject. Either way works for me. That's just fine. Remember, it's Christmas time, so... Warning. Your host for this radio show occasionally utters offensive words like, Merry Christmas. Some callers to this show might return the greeting. All opinions are welcome on Wake Up Wyoming, but woke holiday buzzkills will be canceled. In the same way, they are trying to cancel everyone else's good vibes. To our Jewish friends, Happy Hanukkah. And to the atheists out there, may the Big Bang be with you. And if none of that holiday jazz really floats your boat, remember, Festivus is for the rest of us. And I do like Festivus a whole lot because with Festivus, I don't have to decorate a whole damn tree. I just go out there and <laughs> grab a pole. Now look that, good metal pole. And I just stick it up there and we're good. I don't have to worry about anything else. All right, again, AAA 97 Woods is the phone number. I'll review it real quick, but then I got other things I want to move on to, unless you want to pull me back to the subject. So the Trump decision in Colorado is this. <clears throat> Wait, hang on. Got to go to Mike in Laramie about the Supreme Court. Morning, Mike. Good morning, Glenn. Yes, sir. What I've been wondering is, in all this discussion about President Trump and the events on January 6th, I've heard nobody define insurrection. Okay. What did Trump do that meets that definition? And when the 14th Amendment was written, people had a clear idea what insurrection meant. People took up arms. They fought against the union of the federal government. But what exactly is – how does this – constitute an insurrection or a rebellion okay so you want and i think that's a good idea first we have to define our terms and then once we define our terms we can go to court and then there's the most important part of it it has to go to court yeah but exactly what what, what do you mean by that yeah what do you mean by insurrection okay i mean from what i saw on those news reports and i watched that day I didn't see Donald Trump going into the Capitol with an AK-47 no. and grenades in his right. hand. However, they I do say those. that he inspired people to do so, is what is what they're saying. That they tried to prevent the election from being you know, given to Joe Biden, and Trump tried to take over, and he inspired people to go do it, is what they're saying. But now you have to prove that. I, From what I saw on TV, I actually watched that whole thing, and I didn't see anything. He told them essentially, you know, be peaceful and go home. Yeah. Well, there again, that's and, that's what a court of law is for. So I, I think yeah. I think you're correct when you say, first and foremost, they have to define their terms. What exactly does that mean? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of hypocritical or at least um, inconsistent right. that this country was founded as an armed insurrection and rebellion, wasn't it? Yeah, I think I seem to remember. And, you know, they taught us that in school, you and me. I don't know if they teach anybody yeah. else that in school anymore, but at least they taught us that. I mean, isn't there a provision that in Thomas Jefferson Wright in the Declaration that when the government became so oppressive that we, the people, had an obligation and a right to change the government? Yeah. Didn't he write that from time to time the roots of the tree of liberty have to be watered by the blood of patriots? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, he did write that, but now we do also have the 
uh, 14th Amendment of the Constitution that talks about, again, insurrection, which we go back to your definition, define that and and show that the president actually did that. And that's going to take a court case to do it, which hasn't happened yet. That's why I say regardless, for those people who think that he did incite an insurrection, my answer is, okay, if that's what you believe, go get your lawyers and take Trump to court and prove it because you haven't done that yet. Prove it. I mean, the, the whole reaction from Congress to this was sort of the uh, nattery, nabob, arrogant elites. How dare you peasants come in here? Yeah. Well, I got a whole. Inf- I saw the whole thing as sort of like the the mob storming the Bastille at, uh, back in 1789. Right. You know, I wasn't shocked or appalled by it. I almost thought that these guys were getting what they deserved. I often looked at it as here once again the news media did not cover a lot of what actually happened. Like, for example, the guy that was dressed up in the costume and howling everywhere, they show him being let in by security, and they escorted him around to wherever he asked to go see. (laughs) There's video of that. And yet, when you talk to people uh, about what happened, who've been watching your irrelevant, obsolete news media, well, that didn't happen. Well, because you haven't seen it, because your news reporters haven't been showing that to you. And that's part of what needs to happen, is that needs to get out to the general public. You're not going to get it through the news media, though. So, yeah, there's there's still a lot to unpack here. Here's how I think this goes down, though. It goes to the U.S. Supreme... We'll see. But it goes to the U.S. Supreme Court, and the U.S. Supreme Court slaps down Colorado. We'll have to wait and see. Well, I hope so. All right. Thanks for calling. Thanks, All right. Triple eight ninety seven was the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. For those who came in a little bit late, and you know, again, I have other things to talk about, but you can interrupt me. Triple eight ninety seven Woods is the phone number because I know this is a big deal. There were those on the left who right away cheered the Colorado Supreme Court decision taking Trump off the Colorado ballots for the primary. Yay! We won. Um. They didn't read the decision. Tom in Laramie about the 14th Amendment. Hi, Tom. Hey, Glenn. How you doing? Good, sir. What you got? Well, oh, hang on. Uh, about the 14th Amendment, I've got somewhere in my office here the hard copies of the congressional record of 1967. Okay where it said the 14th Amendment was never legally ratified. Oh, okay. And uh, so, but it's just another one of those issues. Yeah. You know, we don't know if it really was or not. Okay. But before the 14th Amendment, you know, the 14th Amendment was made to uh, give free black slave citizenship. Mm -hmm. And since they couldn't have state citizenship, they got a federal citizenship. Right. And before that, everybody had state citizenship. Like Abe Lincoln was not a U.S. citizen. Yeah. He was an Illinois state citizen. Right. That's where I think I, a lot of people misunderstand because, once again, they don't really teach it properly if they teach it at all in schools. We essentially are 50 separate countries in a big cooperative. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. We're all foreign to each other. Yeah. And we're also foreign to the District of Columbia. Right. Yeah. And so, that's why General you know, just, Lee, General Lee was asked to fight for the union, but he said, I can't 
raise a sword against my home state of Virginia, or properly pronounced Virginia. And that's because he considered that, I mean, that would be like you or I uh, picking up a gun and going to war against the United States. We're from here. We can't do, that's our country. We would never do that. Well, Virginia is his country, as he saw it. I can't go fight my own country. State citizenship is always superior to federal citizenship. It should be, yeah. Because it was it was here first. Yeah. And they, they, they do a lot of little games with us. Like, if you read the 14th Amendment, it calls people U.S. citizen with a small C. Yeah. If you see that citizen with a capital C, it means state citizen. Okay. It's the same word, but it's it's a game that they play with us. Yeah. So you probably heard of 14th Amendment citizenship, Glenn. I haven't, no. Okay, well... It's there's articles about it, you know. It's called you're a Fourteenth Amendment citizen. Yeah. And unfortunately, we all are because we got a benefit from the government. Mm. And it's you know it's called Social Security. Right. Which there's no law requiring anybody to have one. Yeah. So. All right. But, Thank you, Tom. I appreciate it. Tom calling in from Laramie. A lot of Laramie callers today. I like that. Sorry. Triple eight ninety seven woods the phone number that's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. So here for those people who are celebrating, I'm just going to review this for those who joined the show late. Celebrating while the Supreme Court kicked Trump off the ballot, and again that's the primary ballot, not the general election in Colorado. If you actually read the Colorado Supreme Court decision, they say, however. We're staying our ruling, in other words, he stays on the ballot, because they expect that the U.S. Supreme Court will pick it up. And if the U.S. Supreme Court does pick it up, and it takes a little while for the court to make a decision, to hear the case to make the decision, Trump stays on the ballot in Colorado until that decision is reached. And then Colorado will do whatever the U.S. Supreme Court says. So Trump is still on the ballot. He's not off. But if the U.S. Supreme Court agrees with Colorado, I can't imagine that they would do that. But if they did, then the Republican Party of Colorado says, fine, we'll just switch to a caucus system for the Republican Party. There, that overrides that. So we don't have to worry about him being on a ballot or not. So we can still pick Trump. Now, that does mean that they have to worry about the general election ballot. But you see the, the game that they'll play there. So it really is interesting how all of this is playing out. My point here is that when... There were people on the left celebrating, yay, we won. That was actually a line someone put on Twitter. We won. No, you didn't. Actually, no, you didn't. Did you read the decision? Apparently, you didn't. 817, wake up. Now, Glenn Woods fits in your pocket with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Hey, 22 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Uh, real quick, side note, for those people who like to hear the song every year at this time, the funny fat man in the silly red suit stuck in the smoke hole of my teepee, that song and the history of that song is on the Wake Up Wyoming website this morning. Where it came from and the fact that you can listen to it but also share it with other people. So what you do is you go to the Wake Up Wyoming site, and it's a reverent Indian song about Santa that Indians love. You'll see it. That's the title of the article. 
and it's the history of the song, and then the video that goes with the song that you can go ahead and share with your friends. Now, off to a Wyoming court case from Cowboys Say Daily. Wyoming federal judge following trans pronouns policy, part of teacher's duty. Hang on, you got to hear the whole thing to understand what they're talking about. A district school in Rock Springs did not violate a teacher's free speech right by requiring her to use students' preferred pronouns. But it may have violated her religious right as a teacher and her religious and parenting rights as a mother, a federal judge ruled on Monday. Sounds a little confusing, doesn't it? U.S. District Court Judge of Wyoming is allowing most of Sean and Ashley Willie's lawsuit against Sweetwater County School District Number 1 and its leaders to advance in civil court. He also dismissed the argument that the district violated her free speech right as a teacher. So, in other words, here's what the court's saying. She takes the job as the teacher. As a teacher, they have certain rules. If you want the job, you got to comply with the rules. Whether you agree with it or not, if some student has a preferred pronoun, you got to use it. That's the rules. Don't like it, don't be a teacher here. That's the rules that you agree to when you take the job. So, there. However, there's also rules about her religious beliefs. What about that? See, this falls into other areas. Uh, Parenting rights as a mother. But the religious beliefs as well. What about that? What about when they conflict? That part is going on further up the chain in court. So it's being, the, the arguments are being sliced apart here piece by piece instead of one being one big lump argument. The part about you got to do what you're told to do when you take the job because that's what you agree to when you take the job, the court settled that. Now what about her religious rights? I can't call somebody that because it interferes with my personal beliefs. And religious freedoms as well. So on June 30, June 30th, they issued a preliminary injunction barring the school district from uh, lying to parents about their... This is uh, about the lying part. So I'm reading from the story. First, he blocked the line. On June 30th, a preliminary injunction barring the school district from lying to parents about their students' gender identities and treatments surrounding them. He cited a constitutional case law giving parents fundamental rights to the case, custody and control of their children. So in other words, if you can't if, if a parent were to walk up and say, uh, exactly what is my kid being taught in school, the school has to tell. Is the is the parent is the kid trying to refer to themselves under a different pronoun? Well, they can't not say anything or lie about it. They have to say what's going on. The district then adopted a new policy in which teachers could only hide the student's gender identity from his or her parents if the student's health or safety were at risk. The district asked the judge in July to dismiss the entire case. Uh, Monday's order denies most of the requests but grants part of it. So again, just imagine this being sliced up into pieces. On this argument, you win, but in this argument, we're still deciding. The judge dismissed altogether... The teachers claim that the district violates her free speech rights as a teacher saying the school district can compel 
you to do whatever you want. Because, again, you took the job. This is what you agreed to when you took the job. But as for religion, though the, uh, through the following, the teacher's policy, it says, isn't unconstitutionally compelled speech. It may run afoul of religious rights. So that's what needs to be decided. He's allowing her religious claims to advance as a lawsuit. The district's new policy removes generally the description part. It does not remove the mandate that allegedly violates her belief in God or about gender or sexes or anything like that. So it's too early in the case to tell if the teacher has a dispute with respect to the new policy. So we'll see. Now, the story goes on from there. It's a Cowboy State Daily story. Gets into a little bit more detail. But you see, this is where they're getting into the nuances of this. Lori and Laramie is sending me one. I took a picture early in December. Couldn't get it focused. But one of the bumper stickers says, Colorado, Wyoming's Mexico. I've seen that one. Another one saying on the trooper's window says, welcome to Wyoming. Consider everyone armed. I've seen that one, too. In fact, for a while, somebody had given me a while, a few years ago a stack of bumper stickers that said um, Colorado is Wyoming's Mexico, and they wanted me to hand them out. I just put them somewhere and said, take one if you wanted. You know, I thought that would be a lot easier than that. But, uh, yeah, I think that's one of the more popular bumper stickers that was out a few years ago. But I do like – I like the idea of a billboard that says, Wyoming, consider everybody armed. Now, not everybody is armed. But you pretty much better assume it when you pull into the state that if you're looking at someone, there's a really good chance that they are, which is one of the reasons that I say this is a very quiet state, because if everybody's armed, then there's not very many victims left around, are there? No, there's people who can defend themselves. Thank you, Larry. That's another Laramie. A lot of Laramie listeners this morning. That's good. Coming up on 8.30. So local news coming away right after local news. Update on the weather forecast and you and I get back into it again. Again, I can go back to the Trump thing. Other than that, I got other stories I got to talk about. So I'm going to try to move through some of that. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Wyoming goes anywhere you do with the Wake Up Wyoming app. Free download for Apple and Android. This is K2 Radio. Let's go off to the state of Michigan real quick for this one. Michigan City bans gas leaf blowers in a unanimous vote. Oh, we'll get back to that in just a second. You, not, see, you got to wait for the other shoe to drop on this one. Oh, there's more to this. A city in Michigan just banned gas-powered leaf blowers due to noise and health issues. The decision was made unanimously by the Ann Arbor City Council Monday, according to, and it talks about their local news site there. And the news uh, sponsored by city council members talks to, about who the council members are. The 10 council members heard mixed feedback during public hearings before they wrote and included uh 
a lawn care contractor who had been transitioning to electric leaf blowers by 2028. So in other words, if you're a lawn care contractor by 2028, you need electric leaf blowers. But hang on. There's more to this. The four-year gradual phase-out is meant not to cause economic hardship for small businesses, but deter, he said, according to a local outlet. The new law fully bans gas blowers January 1st, 2028, but until then, they will be allowed, but only during October through May. So if it's July and you decide to use your leaf blower for something, you got a problem. Even when 2028 comes around, there are exceptions. Gas leaf blowers are uh, still, they'll be able to use by contractors who are doing street or sidewalk paving construction work. They'll also be used by emergency situations for health and safety, whatever that means. Proper protection purposes, uh, emergency property restoration purposes, uh, debris and sideways, uh, sidewalks and driveways. A member of the city's environmental commission said the ban will benefit workers in neighborhood and wildlife community overall. Well, they're just so noisy, you know. To the University of Michigan, they join other communities with similar ordinances. Ann Arbor has a population of about 124,000, it says. The ban on gas-powered leaf blowers is similar to a bill recently proposed by lawmakers in Washington State, which would offer offenders jail time of up to 364 days that's one shy of a year for and and carry a fine of about ten thousand dollars so in that case you see if you're in washington state in that town you could actually be spent just one day shy of a year in jail and get a ten thousand dollar fine for using a leaf blower in which case to me I go back to the people of Ann Arbor in this case or that town in Washington State and I say to the people of the town, I want you to understand what you've elected here. Are you okay with what you've elected here? Because you can go to those council members and talk until you're blue in the face about why this shouldn't be. But you're going to find it a very hard time getting through to them because this is who they are. This is like when I I just uh, a little while ago had a, a book come out, a novel come out that talks about homeowners associations based on actual homeowners association horror stories. Uh, the novel, it took me a little while to put it together because I went through actual homeowners association horror stories from around the country. And I invented fictional characters, but the situations that they're in absolutely real so if you read this novel you think to yourself now this is obviously fiction i mean nobody would actually ever pass rules like this right these people can't really exist right the novel's called genericville you can go ahead and find genericville by glenn woods in a, either a bookstore or look it up online uh, on amazon and so on and in genericville as you read it and as you think these people are nuts this has got to be pure fiction Again, it's it's true. It's all true. But I just fictionalize the characters. These people do exist. And sometimes they get elected to city council. Now, again, you can argue all you want with them, but you got to understand this is the kind of people that they are. The best thing to do is to not vote them in anymore. 
And that's where it's on us. Whenever I see really horrible people in government, I always have to go back and think. And it's the local people who keep making the mistake of you can go ahead and complain about the horrible people in your government. But realize it's the people who keep electing them. So vote differently. Now, I know you don't need an analogy, but for the fun of it, let's let's take an analogy. Let's say you are way, way, way overweight. One of the first things I would do is say, well, let's take a look at what you eat and what portions you eat. Because if you're eating junk and you're eating a lot of it, huge portions and junk, you're going to be overweight. Obviously. But if you eat good food, so you change your habits, and reduce your portion size, you'll lose a lot of weight. Right? That's why I wrote in my book, The Uncomplicated Life. It's really simple. You want to lose weight? Eat less, move more. That's it. If you're not willing to make these changes to your behavior, you're going to keep getting the same thing over and over again. So that's what happens when some city council bans leaf blowers and then says, and if you use a leaf blower, you could spend one day shy of a year in jail and pay a $10,000 fine because you used a leaf blower. Now, for the Americans that are out there listening to me, you know who you are. Was that the kind of country that you thought you were living in where they can ban stuff like a leaf blower? Yeah, obviously not. Since I was picking on Colorado this morning, I did come up with that commercial a while back for a company that I'd like to start banned in California. And then I realized I need a Colorado version of it. And maybe I can open up a chain of banned stores around the country since more and more cities and states are like this. Hey there, Colorado. Do you find your state being Californiaized? Do you find that you're able to buy less and less of the basic fun and necessities of life? Well, don't worry. It's Wyoming to the rescue with a new retail store right on the Colorado border. On I-25, just south of Cheyenne. It's banned in Colorado. Want to buy a gas-powered lawnmower or weed whacker? Need a new car but prefer the traditional internal combustion engine? Yes, banned in Colorado has all the products that are either being outpriced, regulated, or no longer for sale inside the Colorado border. And you'll love our low, low, low tobacco prices. Feel free to walk around and smoke inside while the little lady buys her fur coat. You'll love our unlimited supply of assault weapons and ammunition. Carry all your goods out of the store in plastic bags. Yes, Bandon, Colorado has a new location one mile north of the Colorado border on I-25. For your personal safety and protection, Bandon, Colorado is not a gun-free zone. Illegal immigrants on staff help you sneak back across the border with everything you purchase. Now, since a lot of cities and states are doing things like this, in some cases, people are... Well, doing nothing. In some cases, people are voting out those people who are in office, which is the way to go. In some cases, they're moving out. Now, to give you three examples, I should give you more than three, but here's three. I'm just going to look at the headlines here. One headline, California out migration, highest in U.S. And the state is facing about a $68 billion deficit. And the deficit keeps getting higher the more people move out because that's their tax base, right? So that's California. Next story, decade after decade, a population is leaving Illinois. I know, DJ, you're there. You're one. Illinois refugees. There's a lot of them in Wyoming. Legislators are looking for a change, it says. I don't think the legislators in Illinois really understand what they need to change, too. But they need to make some changes because they're losing people like crazy. Pennsylvania shrinks by 10,000 in just 2023. 
And then, of course, I can pick, you know, New York, places like that where it's the rules, the regulations, the taxes. People have just had enough. Bye. Let's wake up Wyoming. Local and mobile across Wyoming and beyond with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Eight forty-eight is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to the ice box. Wayne Campino's waiting by. Uh, Frank, you ever play in the arcades when you were a kid? Oh, all the time. Yeah. I, was a, I was like a pinball wizard. They used to call yeah. me Burn King because I lost the ball down the middle. Oh, okay, that's it. Yeah, okay, that would, yeah, makes sense. So there was a place in Clearwater Beach, Florida, that I used to like to go to. So pay some money to get in, but then after that play the game as much as you want. Oh, wow, okay. okay. So it's just an entrance They also have a snack bar there and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So you can spend the day and it'll be worth it to them. Now, one part, when you first get in there, they have all of the old games. I mean, like back when you, the metal ball came down and you hit the baseball with the metal stick yeah. behind glass there. Yeah, yeah okay. like, like ski ball and yes, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the auto racing game where your car was like a piece of cardboard and mm-hmm. it had to maneuver around other pieces yeah. of cardboard. Okay. Yeah. The farther you go back, the more modern the games get. And they are modern. Yeah. Now, Holy to, cow. Now, I say that. I hate to I hate to see this, but in the, the Casper Mall there, Eastridge Mall, their big game room is closing. Oh. Really? I, yeah. <clears throat> but I look at this. I mean, that'd like, be the second time that's happened. Then. Yeah. In order to get because I remember being a teenager, go to the mall. Oh, walk, yeah, I did it all the time. And the arcade. Yeah. Holy cow, that was huge. In fact, not only could you play, like, I mean, just stack up a bunch of quarters on the machine and go. Yeah. But, Frank, it was a place to meet girls. It was. Yeah. They, they, they only were in there for a minute because they had to go shop for something else. Yeah, sure. But they would go in. Well, the girls were there because they were there to check out guys. Right, yeah, yeah. Girls didn't care about, in my experience, about playing the video games. They just wanted to see what guys were in there playing video games. And so it was a great place to meet girls. I don't remember girls ever playing video games. I didn't then. see it much. It was occasionally, but I often, I really didn't see now it they're, much. Now they're, yeah, they're, now they're, they're, they're all over the place. They're, they're, yeah. Now, though, when I walk in, you better do something pretty amazing. Amazing! In order to capture kids' attention, to go into an arcade in a mall, it's a big machine. Yes, that where guys are just blasting everything in sight. Sure. But you can do that on your phone these days. Yeah, but you need to get a big screen. You can sit in yeah. that chair. Well, and you go, can do that at home. People go home in front of their big screen TV and play at home, and they never have to put any money into it. I know, but they've already paid a hundred bucks up. I understand, but you see what I'm saying? Why did you can sit on your couch? The kitchen's right there, yeah, the bathroom's yeah. right there. You're on your couch. That's why I say arcades really have to up their game. Bring the girls back. The sure, girls. Exactly. Well, in girls high school basketball from over the weekend, first on Friday at the Flaming Gorge Tournament in Sweetwater County, Lyman over in the Trona 42-35, Bear Lake, Idaho, a winner over Kelly Walsh 45-42, Cheyenne South defeated Rollins 29-26 in the Greeley Colorado Tournament, Cheyenne Central over Greeley West 73-18, Laramie down Loveland, Colorado 59-53, and Cheyenne East was in the Windsor Tournament, MB Pueblo, Colorado 54-31. Then on Saturday in girls play in the Flaming Gorge, Thunder Basin over Kelly Walls, 54-40. Mountain View defeated Natrona, 63-53. Star Valley over Cheyenne South, 54-20. Over in Greeley, Central over Laramie, 47-39 for fifth place in that tournament. And in Windsor, Cheyenne East over Mount uh, Mountain Vista, Colorado, 55-48. Women's junior college basketball, Casper College is 11-4 after going 2-1 in the New Mexico tournament. Hobbs over the weekend, the T-Birds lost to South Plains, Texas, but beat New Mexico junior 
junior college, and they were rated fourth in the country. Casper also beat McCook, Nebraska. They'll resume the season on the 5th of January, taking on Dawson, Montana. The Wyoming Cowgirl basketball team will play Wright State tomorrow at the Las Vegas Holiday Hoops Classic. Cowgirls have lost three straight. Oklahoma State, Creighton, and Montana State. UW had 20 turnovers in that 64-55 loss to MSU on Sunday. And they'll play Eastern Washington in that Vegas tournament coming up on Friday. The Wyoming Cowboy basketball team on the road in El Paso tonight to uh, in the, play in the Sun Bowl tournament. They'll meet South Dakota State at 5 p.m. The Cowboys come in at 6-4 and four and they absorbed an 84-71 loss to Montana State at home on Saturday. Had major issues on offense and defense. Cowboy offense went nine minutes without a field goal and the Montana State big men just abused the Wyoming defense. South Dakota State is 6-5. and five. They won two in a row. 5 p.m. start tonight from El Paso. We'll have it for you on KT Radio and Casper and KCGY and Larry. UW will play UTEP or Norfolk State tomorrow in that Sun Bowl tournament. That's it in sports. If you're going to be home throughout the whole Christmas uh, weekend here, there's got to be sports on television for you. Oh, there, yeah. Games. There's bowl games, okay. football games. There's, there's, oh, okay. the, the sports world has got this figured out. They do. Everyone's yeah. at home. Yeah. They need to have something on TV. Sure. You know, let's you know, especially if you're, especially if you're at you know your holiday family. How long, how how how, how long can you talk to your cousin no, Leonard? There you go. Yeah. So and also you need something to talk about. Yeah. And you need something to argue about. Right. So there's the game. Yeah. Okay, I get it now. Or or it's like, do you, do you, do you want turkey or ham? You know, my answer to that is yes. Yeah. I have always wondered about that question. What do you want for dessert? We have this pie, that pie, or the other pie. Yeah, whatever. The first thing that you put your hands no, in. No, no, I want I want a sample platter of those pies. <laughs> well, you could do that, yeah. Yeah, are you talking about give me a choice here? The answer is yes. Yeah. All right, thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we gotta take care of. We're gonna roll into news time after that. National, local. Update on your weather forecast. I got a whole lot of news to go through here, but it's open phones, so you can be back to any topic you want, just drag me back to it and we'll talk about it. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Six the time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Wednesday, so over the hump we go. On the phone with me is Cheryl Tuck-Smith. Now, just so you know, if you were to join a sorority, even University of Wyoming, wherever else, it doesn't just last for the time that you're attending the college. That can continue for as long as you like after you leave the college. So Cheryl Tuck-Smith was at Kappa Kappa Gamma, University of Wyoming, for 50 years until they booted her out. We're going to find out why. Morning, Cheryl. Good morning, Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on this morning because this is something that needs to be explained on a, on a lot of different levels. First off, a member of a fraternity for 50 years, for those who don't know, it doesn't just go while you're attending the college. This can be a lifelong commitment with a lot of benefits. It is a lifetime membership. And I was terminated because I spoke out against 
taking men in as members into a woman-only organization. Okay. Now, do I have this right? You were also fundraising at the same time to fight, right? Yes. Okay. I have been backing the plaintiffs in the lawsuit. And, Glenn, when Judge Johnson required the plaintiffs and the witnesses to disclose their names in that lawsuit... And these ladies were brave enough to do that, although they were on a college campus and they knew there would be consequences to disclosing their names. I thought if they could be that brave, so could I in backing them. And the reason I did that as well is so many Kappas and women in other sororities had no idea that the National Panhellenic Council had encouraged all the sororities to adopt language in their policies, not their bylaws, Glenn, but their policies, that said they would take women and people that identify as women. Most of us didn't know what people that identify as women meant until Kappas and Laramie took a male as a member because he claimed to identify as a woman. So if you're no longer, I'm going to play devil's advocate with you here. If you're no longer at the university, where do you live now? I live in Cheyenne. Okay, you live well, in Cheyenne. North- right. So you're still in Wyoming then anyway. But okay, could yeah. someone then make the argument with you, but you're not there anymore. Why, why would you care? Glenn, that's a, a question I've received a lot. Why am I even involved? Why does it matter? Because it doesn't affect my life right now. And that's absolutely correct. But who it affects are my children, my grandchildren, and the women coming behind me. Okay. Is there any way to get the rules changed within the sorority? I know this is not just a local Wyoming sorority. This is national. Who's making the rules, and how do you influence them? Well, it's national leadership that's making the rules, and... It's my understanding there are six females on fraternity council, and those are the six that voted to terminate my membership because I had the audacity to speak out and ask other Kappas to join with me in this fight. And so the bylaws would need to be changed if indeed a majority of the women wanted to accept males as members okay and so i'm pretty sure at the national convention in 2024 that certainly will be a big discussion and so nationally we all of us have conventions and delegates are you know go there to vote and delegates are alumna and active is there any possibility, like, let's say you were to try to fight this at the national convention and you don't win, w- would you do something different? Any possibility of, let's say, starting another sorority or going to another sorority? That certainly is under a discussion. Okay. So how would starting another sorority work? I mean, going to another one, you just ask for membership, they agree. Is that, is that how that works? Even Even if you haven't been there for a while? Well, not really, Glenn. Once okay. you've been in one sorority, you cannot be a member of another sorority. Oh, okay. 
So I may never be able to be a member of a different sorority. But I suppose if I founded a new sorority, um, maybe they'd take me as a member. I don't know. Now, this goes back to what are the benefits? Because some people might look at, well, that was 50 years ago. If you're still a member now, there's obviously, and especially if you were fighting for this, there's obviously some benefits for you and what you see maybe as future generations. Glenn, that's correct. And what the benefits are that stick with us all of our lives is the sisterhood that we engaged in the sorority. I still have sorority sisters throughout the nation and Canada. And it's been fantastic to meet many of these women during this battle. And they're outstanding leaders in their communities, outstanding leaders in their businesses. So not only do we have this sisterhood, we have this wonderful network that stays with us all of our lives. Uh, One woman tells a story about having breast cancer, being new to Colorado Springs. She joined the Colorado Springs Kappa Alumni Association, and they were incredibly supportive of her while she went through all of her treatment. Mm. So we hear these stories all the time. So that's one of the benefits. The other benefit that stays with us during our lifetimes is while we're in college, we start learning to be leaders in a larger, expansive situation. And so we develop those throughout our lifetime. And those are things that we can share with the young women that are in college and continue that type of camaraderie. So where do you plan to go from here? What are your plans after you've been kicked out? Well, Glenn, you know, you might take me out of Kappa, but you can't take the Kappa out of me. Right. So I have not stopped fighting. I will continue to fight. There is a petition being circulated that is asking Kappa National to reinstate my membership. And if they do, uh, we'll see. I have no idea. But I have been active uh, with helping get an amicus brief filed in the appeal process in the uh, federal court in Denver. And in that process, there were 450 women that signed the amicus brief. That's pretty good. And so I'm working... I was saying that's a pretty good number um, nationwide. How many are members of the sorority? I think a nationwide, there's about 250,000 members. Okay. But what we're experiencing is what you see throughout our nation is many women support us, many men support us, but they don't want to disclose their names for fear of retaliation. Many of them are employed or just are fearful of speaking out because of the horrible attacks that occur when you do speak out. Okay. All right. So you've got a long fight ahead of you then, huh? We do, and we think the big fight is um, going to be argued at the appellate court, we think, in the spring, maybe March of this of 2024. And then after that, we'll see what the, the appellate court does. If we win, uh, the appellate court may send the 
case back to Judge Johnson and tell him what issues need to be uh, tried. All right. If we lose, who knows? We may appeal further. Okay. But uh, we're not certain about all those directions. We'll find out. All right. Thank you for coming on this morning. I appreciate it. I'll be following the story. Might ask you to come back as it develops. Glenn, I would enjoy that, and I appreciate this opportunity to tell my story. All right. Thank you very much, Cheryl. I appreciate it. 9.16 is the time. Wake up, my own. The best talk show host in the state. Within his price range. Tune in to Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Weekday at 6. Well, the clock is counting down to Christmas, and I haven't done a whole lot of Christmas stuff on the air. So let's get some, first off, I know it's a talk station, but let's get some Christmas music into it. Since last Christmas, the media told me the press is not our enemy. In the years since last Christmas, the media told me no one killed Epstein. Quid pro quo was there, Eric didn't fart, we need to ban guns, and the press is not our enemy. In the years since last Christmas, the media told me Trump worked with Russians, Erica's a victim, Carson King's a racist, Nazis are rampant, Liz is a native. Bigots beat up Jussie, these kids need doxing. No one killed Epstein. When Broke was there, Eric didn't fart. We need to ban guns, and the press is not our over here. So, okay, the newest climate uh, change target is your Christmas gift. You knew that was going to happen. No, you're not allowed to have any fun. Stop. Stop smiling. No fun. No, because the world is going to end soon, and it's your fault. How dare you be having a good time? By the way, before I read this story, more people, according to estimates based on who's made travel plans, this is going to be one of the biggest, busiest Christmases ever. The number of people are going to be on the highways and the number of people who are taking to the airways flying home. It's going to be one of the biggest in history. And the cult of climate change is going to go crazy over this because you're supposed to be listening to them, you know. All right. The story says the automobile, that magnificent enhancement to human freedoms and joys, a target of the left. The I that individuals should be able to go wherever they want to, whenever they want, in their own car. Oh, it provides way too much individual liberty. Ideally, almost no one should own a car, they say. We should all aspire to live in high-rise apartment buildings in major metropolises and use public transportation, ride bicycles, and walk. They're not going to do that, but you got to do that. If for some reason we're to have to travel long distances, let us say to relatives who uh, selfishly own their own homes in the suburbs, we can use public transportation. Then if none is available, Uber or Lyft. I loved it when Dave from San Francisco called this program. You need more public transportation there in Wyoming. Have you ever been to Wyoming? No. Okay, a bus system across the state of Wyoming is not exactly going to work. He was convinced. Buses, trains, you need that in Wyoming. I, we're not a city like you. You're in San Francisco. Even the family 
the story says. One of life's greatest sources of joy and meaning is a target of the cult of climate change. They believe that there are way too many people in the world. Kids are carbon-emitting machines. And so you think kids emit too much carbon. How much methane does grandpa admit? But anyway, uh, so increasing the number of women, including married women, are choosing not to have children. They do not see how they can justify bringing children into the world when we're going to be roasted to death by climate change. Now, this I'm in favor of. Many members of the cult of, when I say cult of climate change, specifically what I mean are people who are so outrageously on the left about this that they want to shut everything down. If those people want to stop having kids, stop breeding, I am all for it. That would do us a lot of good. Story says, and frequently their progressive parents, the would-be grandparents, agree with them. Imagine your parents looking at you. Imagine your mom and dad looking at you and saying, for the love of God, please don't breed. We don't need any more of you. If your parents are telling you that, and this author says, as I wrote in a uh, previous column based on many comments of the New York Times, readers and opinion pieces uh, written by a woman who decided not to have children because of global warming. Many readers wrote that despite the fact that they're, they, they love grandchildren, want grandchildren, they support their children going childless. Well, again, if you've met their kids, you would understand why. Please, son, <clears throat> daughter, please, for the love of God, don't have any kids. Now we have another joy of life. Progressives are targeting in the name of uh, combating climate change. Christmas gifts. Many progressives have long opposed giving Christmas gifts in the name of consumerism. To be fair, religious conservatives share that view as well. They want you to remember what Christmas is really all about. But climate change. Oh. In the Daily Mail this week, a woman wrote an article making the case. Last year, she wrote, surrounded by wrapping paper and abandoned gifts, I suggested to my husband that next time we shouldn't buy anything for each other or the children. Not buying anything for my husband is a trivial because uh, he can buy it for himself and I don't know what to buy him. But not buying presents for two girls aged six and three is trickier. We're increasingly aware of the impact of our purchases. Imagine that. This Okay, here's the good thing about this. Hear me out. You can go ahead and turn to people and just to save money and aggravation and time. You're not getting anything for Christmas because of climate change. Sorry. Imagine how much hassle that saved you. Quote, with the planet on fire. They actually believe that. Plastics everywhere. It seems like we're at a moment of reckoning. I've forced this rule on my family, telling my mother-in-law and the brothers and sisters not to buy the girls anything. My sister was appalled by and very cross that she would be, uh, well, that I'd be thought of as a mean old aunt, and she would too. Just because I want to strip out the joy of Christmas, why should she have to? The woman's article encapsulated much of the darkness of the left. First is the war on joy. Part of the joy of Christmas, especially for children, to deny is, well, I mean, I, I think, yeah, that would be the evil aunt who did not ever give us a Christmas present because of climate change. We told her, that evil aunt, do us all a favor, don't breed anymore, please. While you're at it, stop breathing, that would end things sooner. 
The rest of us will be exchanging presents and having a good time over here and doing something that you're incapable of doing. Enjoying life. Coming up on 9.30, local news coming your way right after local news update on your weather forecast, and you and I get back into it. Then your favorite Christmas song from this program, I'm going to tell you the history of it and play you the song. It's Wake Up Wyoming. He's just happy to be here. Catch Glenn Woods on Wake Up Wyoming. Weekdays at 6 on air on Alexa and on the Wake Up Wyoming app. six the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. This ought to become a yearly tradition because it's become so popular on this program. Every year I play a very irreverent Christmas song. And people beg me to play it. So, okay. <clears throat> Here's where the song comes from. The song was written and produced by a Shoshone elder. Elder Oddhands is his name. Oddhands. Oh, I'm sorry. I say Oddhands. Oldhands. Oldhands. That's his name. Is a traditional tribal healer and spiritual leader of the Tongana Shoshone First Nations, South Dakota. He traveled. Uh, he travels all through the U.S. and Canada, working with ailing and dying people from all nations, and offers insight into healing dimensions for the First Nations spirituality. Has a wonderful sense of humor too. This has over a million views on YouTube. What I'm about to play for you now. If you would like to watch the video that goes with it, but also send this on to your friends. The story is on the Wake Up Wyoming website right now. It's an irreverent Indian song about Santa made by a native elder from South Dakota. I think probably one of the funniest Christmas songs ever written. And every single year, people beg me to play this multiple times. And I do. I mean, why not? There's a funny fat man in a silly red suit Stuck in the smoke hole of our teepee There's a funny fat man in a silly red suit Stuck in the smoke hole of our teepee Ho, 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 he thinks he's talking in the end No, 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 ain't no way we'll let him Skinning his deer and grandpa's cooking up the meat from the funny fat man in the silly red suit stuck in the smoke hole of our teepee. Ho, 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 he thinks he's talking in the end. No, 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 ain't no way we'll let him in. Not no funny fat man in the silly red suit stuck in Taking his boots and uncle stripping down the sled of the funny fat man in the silly red. 
from people who are laughing, but at the same time, really politically incorrect song there, Glenn. Well, yeah, but remember now, you can't complain against it. You can't because that's a tribal elder with a tribe out of South Dakota who travels the U.S. and Canada as a medicine man. Yeah, and so he's a spiritual leader. He's up high in uh, in their government, and he's a spiritual leader. And so he writes this and puts it out. What are you going to say? That, that he, he can't do this for some reason? No, of course he can. Which is what makes it even funnier, of course. And the people who love, I mean, it's really a popular song in the Indian tribes. But the people I find that love that song more than anybody else are the white people who think it's just hysterical because they have a sense of humor. They love stuff like this because it's irreverent, which is what makes it funny. For those people who actually have a sense of humor, especially around Christmas time. So, again, if you want the song, you want to hear it, you want to share it, you want to read about the history of the song, go to the Wake Up Wyoming website. You'll find it there. I have uh, a picture of Santa Claus and uh, the title there. And you can go ahead and read about it and then go ahead and click on the YouTube video. Watch the video that came out with the video is basic, but it's funny. And then you can go grab that video and just share it using the YouTube link to anybody that you want that hasn't heard the song yet. And as far as I'm concerned, as far as it's got like a million views, that's not enough. It needs like a million views a year, at least. So wake up, Wyoming. Start your day the right way. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. The time, off we go to the icebox, Frank Gambino waiting by. Okay, Frank, I'm actually going to ask you a serious question here. Okay, I'm ready. And it's sports-related, too. Okay. That's weird. I don't know what to do with myself. Uh, new head coach for the Cowboys, Jay Solvell? Yep. Okay, uh, so okay, let's go back here. He's from where? Let's see. He was been all over the place. He's okay. close to northern Illinois. He's been at Minnesota. Yeah. Um, a bunch of places. Okay. So picked for this job, but why? Because he was the current defensive coordinator for yeah. the Cowboys. So sometimes, you, you know, for to, to keep continuity, 
you know, you hire in-house because right. you already know the personnel and how this operates and everything else. You already have institutional knowledge that you can apply to your, your program on day one, which really is today right. because the, the, the designing period for players is today. There's uh-huh. going to have a, a whole bunch, and that's part of it. Okay. So I, I think it was a, you know, a, a, a good move. He'll, he'll find another defensive coordinator to replace himself, and mm-hmm. he's got to find an offensive coordinator too. But the continuity stays the same. Mm-hmm. Obviously, every new coach has different wrinkles of what they want to do, but the consistency and the continuity is right there. Okay, so the, the two questions, and one is, do you see him making the improvements that people would like to see in the Cowboys? I think that he would. My guess is, or my hope for a lot, and a lot of Cowboy fans too, is that they are going to need a new offensive coordinator. Was he, that guy, uh, Paul Asek, went to be the head coach of North Dakota State? Find a guy that uh, probably is a little bit more wide open minded, throwing the ball down the field and spreading things out a little bit and working in space. Um, you know, the Wyoming was run heavy by design and, mm-hmm. it, you know, it worked most of the time, but I think fans want to see a little bit more wide open passing. Okay. So now the really next important question everybody wants to know is, so does he gather his stuff out of his current office and move it down the hall? Not the, until the, the bowl game is over. And not until the bowl game. Or does he just stay in the office? Because I would look at it and go, look, I'm already in a good office. Why pack? No, no, no. He'll, he'll get the big one because he gets okay. the secretary too. Okay. But you see, if I don't move my offices, all I have to do is change the sign from one office to the next, which is much easier than packing up everything and moving it down Oh, no, 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 no. Once you get into the new office, you're like, hmm, this isn't a bad deal here. It isn't a bad deal? You know, like okay. the chairman of the board here. Does he have his own coffee pot in the new I'm office? I'm sure. Here? Well, yeah. his secretary does. And his secretary does? Yeah. He'll get all of that thing? Okay. So, the, the head coach has got it made. All right. There's an article. I didn't bother to read it because it's not something I really care about. That talks about salary deals and stuff like that coming up with it, most of which I don't even think is relevant is just a matter of like you said putting a good team together and some people would like to see some improvements so next year the cowboys are a little bit better than they were this year so we'll just have to wait and see what he does that's what it is men's college hoops the wyoming cowboys in el paso today to meet the south dakota state jack rabbits in the sun bowl tournament now pokes enter this game with a record of six and four they absorbed an 84 71 loss to montana state at home on saturday they have major issues in that game on offense and defense the cowboy offense went nine minutes without a field goal. The Montana State big men just abused the Wyoming defense. South Dakota State is 6-5. and five. They won two in a row. It's a 5 p.m. start tonight from El Paso. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY and Laramie. Then UW will play UTEP or Norfolk State in that Sun Bowl tournament tomorrow. Women's College Hoops, Wyoming Cowgirls uh, invite in Las Vegas for a tournament that will start tomorrow. They'll take on Wright State to kick things off in that deal. Cowgirls have lost three in a row to Oklahoma State, Creighton, and Montana State. And UW had 20 turnovers in that six 54-55 loss to MSU on Sunday. Cowgirls will play Eastern Washington in that Vegas tournament on Friday. And women's college basketball at the junior college level. Casper calls 11-4 after a 2-1 trip to the New Mexico tournament in Hobbs over the weekend. Tabers lost to South Plains, Texas, but beat New Mexico Junior College, and they were rated fourth in the country. Casper beat McCook, Nebraska, also in that deal, and they'll resume the season on the 5th of January, taking on Dawson, Montana. And girls high school basketball from over the weekend, first on Friday in the Flaming Gorge Tournament in Sweetwater County. Lyman beat 
beat Natrona 4235. Bear Lake, Idaho over Kelly Walls 4542. Cheyenne South over Rollins 2926. In the Greeley, Colorado tournament, Cheyenne Central over Greeley West 7318. Laramie down Loveland, Colorado 5953. And Cheyenne East was in the Windsor, Colorado tournament and beat Pueblo 5431. Then on Saturday and girls play in the Flaming Gorge, Thunder Basin beat Kelly Walls 5440. Mountain View top Natrona 63 to 53. Star Valley over Cheyenne South 5420. Down in Greeley, Cheyenne Central over Larry 47-39 for fifth place in that tournament. And in Windsor, Cheyenne East over Mountain Vista, Colorado by the final score of 55-248. That's in sports for today. As we get closer to the end of the week. I'm running out of things to do. Well, then, like I mentioned, yeah. Glenn, yeah. you can take all of next week off. I, I could. And, yeah. and I don't want you to take that the wrong way. No. Just, yeah, just, that, that me and Mary yeah. want you around, yeah, but then right. again... Next yes, week, we really don't. I, yeah, I see. You're just telling me to get lost. No, 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 I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. Okay. I mean, some people are really good at that. I'm just going to kick back, you know, turn on a television here, pop open a cold one, and just do nothing. I've tried it, Frank. I went insane. Have you tried the library? Yeah, I went insane. It was first off, it was too quiet. Well, that's true. I wanted to go in there and make some noise. What the hell's wrong with you people? Wake up! All right. Anyway, come on over because we made a decision about that, and I'll tell you about it in just a moment. Okay. All right. Coming up on well, news time. It's Wake Up Wyoming.